0: mother was serving pancakes to her two sons who began arguing about who would get the first one and this probably happened in your house this morning or maybe at another time the mother asked the boys what they thought Jesus would do i mean that's a great question right if you're a mother when the boys didn't answer the mother said that Jesus would have said please let my brother have the first pancake i can wait In reply, the older brother turned to his younger brother and said, you be Jesus. (laughs) A mother's instructions are always applicable. Uh, Don't eat anything green, which I learned when I went off to college was a pretty good tip, especially if it wasn't green to begin with. Change your underwear. Pick up your underwear. (laughs) Tie your shoes. Say please and thank you. Get along with your brothers and your sisters. While always applicable, they are not always applied, right? You find yourself saying these things over and over and over again. And that's the definition of a mother, right? Someone who says things over and over and over again. Mothers and children here today know that this is true. We don't always apply these wonderful truths. And this doesn't change the fact that mothers never stop giving instructions, nor do they stop praying for their children and praying for them to follow those instructions. As I read through the Scripture for this particular week and for today, I couldn't help but think of how Jesus' words uh, in all of these texts, they sound like a mother, don't they? There is the motherly concern the giving out of instructions, the nurturing words of intimacy. And if you missed that, read John 17 again as Jesus prays uh, for His disciples. And I didn't read all of that, but as you, as you read through that, you find nurturing words of intimacy as Jesus is getting ready to leave the disciples to ascend, uh, to, to be with God in heaven. He leaves them with this prayer. As we hear these words, we can know that Those spoken long ago, they are for us today. As children of God today, right here in our time, we find that these motherly words of Jesus' instruction and of His prayer are what we need. We all need these. Our reading from Revelation 22 is powerfully nurturing. As John was hearing these words in the midst of his detention and in the midst of his struggle and the struggle of his people, he must have found great comfort in them. How could he not with words like these? See, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, to repay according to everyone's work. For John, those were incredibly affirming, because John, no doubt, felt that he had done the things that Jesus had called him to do. He was the one whom Jesus loved. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. These are the words that John heard. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let everyone who hears say, Come, and let everyone who is thirsty, Come, let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. John wrote these words as much to himself as he did to the churches who would hear them one day. They were instructions on what to know when going through intense suffering and intense pain and difficulty. They were reminders that though things were upside down in the world, and we think that things are upside down these days, don't we? We, uh, just, uh, we had CNN on last night just watching uh tv uh, while doing some things uh getting ready for dinner and and it gets to the point you just want to turn it off it's just so much craziness in our world right now and we think that things are upside down just like they were in john's day with evil winning out and while good Seem to be dying out. The people who are righteous and doing righteous things in the world. seem to, to be dying out and being shunned. And being removed from the scene of the world. While the evil things of the world seemed to surface day after day. But John was reminded. The good wasn't dying out. That God wasn't done with this world. The cross of Jesus wasn't the end of the story but a new beginning in one that had a victoriously good ending. John was reminded of this as he wrote these words, sharing the words of Jesus with himself and with his world. Further, further words of motherly instruction in prayer are in John's gospel, as I just read them, chapter 17, and really in particular those verses 20 through 26. John recorded Jesus's prayer for his disciples that they would get along with one another. Note that Jesus did not pray for them to be famous. He didn't pray for them to be successful or anything else that we might expect from someone who is giving their last words and the last charge to an organization of people. I mean, think about, what what would you say to a group of people that you were leaving behind? Chances are it wouldn't be, hey, why don't you all just get along? But that's what Jesus prayed. He prayed for their unity. He prayed that they would have solidarity with one another so that they could be effective in their world. And he knew the the competition that there was among some of them. He knew that that there were some problems that were coming up, some bickering and uh, some jealousy and envy and all kinds of things that were taking place in the church.